0: Hello, everybody. This is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners, and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hi, everybody. Hope you had a good week. Another volatile week. On um, last Sunday, uh, well, so early hours in the Monday morning. Saudi Arabia have uh, basically announced they're going to cut the price of crude oil in, uh, from 1st of April, I believe, and also increase oil production. After a, a, it has been having a meeting with uh, Russia to try to uh, ask Russia to cut um, oil production, but they disagree and basically they're just having a, an argument. Saudi Arabia basically just throw, you know threaten threatened uh increased production and you know cut price and stuff and then of course on Monday, um that was right before even the Asian market opened, the this news, sudden news causes the Asian market to crash and then that basically go around the world and into US and lost almost two thousand points. Then on uh, uh Tuesday, um down Jones went up uh just over a thousand points because uh the president US president said uh He's proposing some sort of tax relief and um, um, to help business cope with the uh, coronavirus. Um, then um, Wednesday, um, the the U.S. Dow basically went down about fifteen hundred points, and uh, just it just quite scary. I mean, the market just going down like this. And also, uh, President Trump announced a ban for um, flight from Europe entering uh, initially with just Europe, excluding uh, UK and uh, Ireland, but then. Uh, a couple of days later, it changes mind as well. So um basically, now all of Europe is uh, not being you know, a flight not allowed to go into the uh, U.S. at all, and that caused uh, part of it. This causes the fifteen hundred pounds down in uh, down jones And then Thursday, we have uh, another two thousand odd pounds down, uh, while in the in middle of the day or late in the day. I'm not quite sure the hours, but. um the Fed announced it's uh, doing an intervention of 1.5 trillion US dollars and basically uh, putting f- 500 billions into the uh, bond market to try to uh, provide liquidity and then another, I think, a billion just to, you know, to to show up to the rest of the economy, so to speak. And uh, while that was announced, I mean, the uh, Dow Jones was down about like more than a thousand pounds and then suddenly shot back up again. And then as the people digest the news, the Dow Jones continue to go down. And then uh, end of the day, minus 2,000, or almost 2,400 points. Then Friday, I mean, uh, some, I mean, co- they continue in, in early hours during um, the um, uh, future market. And I saw the price actually went down to, Dow Jones went down to every, uh, twenty fifty 2,500, um Twenty thousand five hundred marks, which is the thirty percent below the peak from early February, uh, which definitely, is a, as far as I'm concerned, in my book is a uh, bear market. And then um, it sort of continued until into, into Friday. It's also Friday when Dow's Jones pen was down. I think about five hundred points or something. But then uh, near the end of the day, U.S. President uh, Donald Trump again. Um, Come up with some news to say that it's declaring state of emergency for the whole of U.S. Not just fair um, in New York or some part of the country, but the whole U.S. And Dow Jones basically went up uh, about thousand pounds or so, probably a lot more than that within the last uh, half an hour. Of the trading mark, um, yeah, in the market. And then the on Friday, Dow Jones ended up just under two thousand pounds up. So it was for all of. <coughs> Last week basically continuation of top uh, two weeks ago we just f- a lot of wild wow, volatility, prices going up and down. Um I also say in the tweets uh, I think last week as well, um that I won't be surprised at two thousand pounds, yeah, you know, uh going um positive, um going up in the in the down jokes because we have a uh, like Two thousand points negative going the, the other way around from on down. to So it's it's very much life or like it's very much like back in two thousand eight when the uh, the market uh, tried to find its feet and it start of, the, of a bear market recessions and uh, you get all this you know wow up and down days, but they they don't happen you know one day after another in in a cluster so to speak, and it's spread over a couple of months to do that But we have this time. For the past three weeks now, we have a uh, wild vision of price going up and down and a lot of different news are not um, basically the US market as well as the world. Because of that, um, uh, um, the market basically just gone down and gone really well. It's quite difficult. <clears throat> and then just before I start this podcast by calling um, Donald Trump, come up with another uh, announcement. And basically including that is a uh, emergency cut now of the interest rate. I think that down uh, pulled the uh, US interest rate down to 0.25%. So it's more or less zero. So this is basically for a whole week. And for the past three weeks, more like panic, fear, fear of the coronavirus spread, you know, came to into close to US and basically Italy got um, um, locked down, got infected very badly. And then uh, America got scared, um, which I mean the the virus has been around since December last year. And only like within the last three weeks, then Europe and uh, America take notice. There's a lot of uh, problems in US as far as I'm concerned. we seeing from out from the outside that um, Europe as well as US and were not uh, prepared for the coronavirus to spread so far so quickly, and basically in the run out of. Equipment and, and stuff, and more to me, it's more like a strategy. They don't have a co, um, co- coordinate s- strategy in place, ready just in case the, the coronavirus hit over Europe as well as in US. So that that's how like um, it shows how each different uh, countries so within the eurozone do different things, um, and, uh, s- slowly, as the virus spread, you know now I think um not just Italy. France is doing a uh, knockdown as well as Spain. Uh, Spain. So uh, all this is happening and America is basically suit. So there's there's a lot of negative news going on. But <clears throat> what surprises me most is uh well the Fed's basically coming with one point five trillion, you know, bailout or intervention. This time, unlike two thousand and eight, you know, we have a billion with B. It was quite a lot then. Now 11 years or so later on, 10, 11 years later on, we start with a T, a trillion. And it's not just one, it's one point five trillions, And that's promise of more to come. It's quite scary. So so basically the problem, the bubble, the financial issue here, this time around 10 years later on, uh, it's much bigger. After like 10 years of bull market, if you come from 2009 coming up to to 2019, now it's 2020, it's more or less like you know, 10, 10 and a half years of bull market now we have a certainly 30% drop in the uh, down jones in just about three weeks which is quite scary. Um, you have um, couple, Last week we have the issue of uh, um, the carry trade um, being you know dismantled so both the euro and the yen going back up but this week it seems to have settled down a bit more now. Um, the yen actually went on um, Friday as low as um, um, 108 yen to a dollar and euro came down as well to, i think it's uh 1.11 1 euro to u.s dollar things like that so that that's came to come down a lot but the other unfortunate news is um gold on Friday got a big sale off as well as bitcoin last week it's just gone down the pants i mean people was looking at it might be a rebound but it didn't and um it gone down quite badly uh during last week as well so overall there's a lot of negative uh information and then, uh, also, this Hood app or trading app, it crashed last couple of weeks on um, twice now, heavy volume. So basically that, that app causing quite a lot of pain to a lot of people who tried to get on the market and couldn't because that app wasn't available. Um, just couldn't, uh, from my part of view as a software developer, just couldn't handle the the volume. Just too many people tried to lock on, do something or get out and just couldn't. <coughs> and the other things that what I was watching, uh, like I said before, is the bond market. <coughs> I think what happened is, um, one of the main reasons why the Fed comes in, uh, with the intervention in bond market is, uh, from what I've read, um, so far is uh, um, uh, when the stock market tanked, a lot of people went into the bond market, uh, to basically, you know, cover their assets as uh, sort of safe haven, uh, haven. But, um, when they try to get out, nobody want to, you know, buy because the, the price is too high and the yield is too bad. And then when people try to get out the only people who are willing to um come in to 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 buy them up so let, let those uh, seller to get out is like negative 20 or 30 percent so basically they mark it down 20 or 30 percent before anybody shows up um, and, um this causes a lot of issues and um that's basically no liquidity so like in 2008 banks don't uh, provide liquidity to each other because they don't trust each other because there was a big chance that, um, because of the supply market with whatever the each of the bank holding, the banks will not be there tomorrow. So they don't want to lend to each other and find out they lost uh, lose a big chunk of money because the counterpart disappeared. You know, gone bust. This time is in the bond market. Basically, there's no liquidity there because people just you know don't want to buy it, uh, at this rate or something. Uh, in the bond markets, the price is um, too high, and therefore the yield is very very low. And when people try to get out, um, try to liquidate, uh, they couldn't because nobody really wanted to buy at this very high um, uh, bond um, uh, price, a very, very low yield. So only people willing to buy is um, basically at a much lower lower level. So um, I think on Thursday as well as Wednesday, Um, there was a lot of um, uh, problem with the liquidity in the bond market that's why the the Fed sort of came in to try to help out which provides a bit of of, um, liquidity there Um, but the problem for me is all this is just the same as 2008 or even before that uh, 2003 is there's always some sort of financial issue there will be uh, probably some regulation coming in later on as well to cover, you know, what had happening just like the supply market. But it's always the same financial issue. We, uh, in, in the world, the uh, government, successive government around the world, just put too much money in into the financial system, mismanage it, and then basically have a big bubble. And um, what the uh, Chinese say is, you that you might change the port, the medicine is the same. You know, so the problem is the same. It might come up differently. Last time it's a prime market. This time is um, basically uh, it's a bond market crashing. Uh, but the trigger is not that. It's basically it's coronavirus, the slowdown of economy, uh, economy around the world, and uh, the subsequent of coronavirus effect in Southeast Asia now is in U.S. and uh, Europe, and that basically scared a lot of people, and then the price just I mean the the bond market as well as the stock market just gone down the pants. And um it the like down Jones like I said before it gone down like thirty percent. Uh in the future market on Thursday night, Friday morning. <clears throat> um that I think is uh for now. Uh, I think I hope is the the end of the of the move for now. And there's be some sort of bounce later on but then people are still very scared. So I don't I I don't personally don't really see a uh ship rebound right away. It's more a bit like um if you look at Twitter chart, it's a big come come down you know drop down price and then it's just side um um trade for a little while and it's slowly moving back up again, so I think that might be what happened next couple of months before another big things come down because I think when um Middle of the year latter part of uh, first at the start of our second half, people start seeing the figures coming out from the U.S. and from around the world. China China's already given that um, their productivity gone down the pants, and the next we will see it in uh, Europe and then in U.S. as well. So the effect probably comes out middle of the year, and there will be a lot of you know downward sales pressure. So um, as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> my chart and well my system basically the long-term system keep on telling me it is a bear market and i will just continue to stay short but in the in the sh- meantime i think for the next couple of months um it will be quite painful for me because uh i make a lot uh, quite a bit of money this time when the market suddenly drop down but there could be a well be a quite sharp um in um trace back bounce back maybe 20 30 percent i don't know but over that's over a month or two and um, who who knows what might happen as far as my system is concerned, is a uh, is a bear market, and I stay short. And uh, <coughs> yeah, the the calculation I said earlier is basically I calculate from the peak of uh, the Dow Jones prices uh, early Feb, which is about two thousand twenty thousand five hundred, to back to uh, January uh, um, no March March two thousand nine, which is around six thousand five hundred in Dow Jones. So over 10, 11 years you have uh, roughly twenty three thousand pounds move in that year, 10 11 years and I basically calculate that um, if it's like a thirty percent down from the peak um in February twenty twenty, uh twenty percent thirty percent below twenty nine thousand five hundred is about twenty thousand six hundred and fifty. And if it's fifty uh, percent drawdown then is around 14,750 so so ultimately at the end of this bear move I saw looking at maybe 50% coming down if it's as bad as you know Maybe the dot-com bubble thing may come down seven percent, even worse. But who knows what might happen? As uh, trend follow, I basically just follow it through, and we we just basically see. But for the market coming down so much the last three weeks, um, short-term wise, is basically I think that should be due to a bounce. We have dropped already thirty percent down Jones, and around the world is quite bad as well. But one thing worth watch out is um, China. <coughs> Okay, the forest may have already from there Southeast Asia suffered uh, the pain of the forest first And now it's coming to Europe But uh, if you do believe, uh, I mean, give a bit a pinch of salt uh, with the Chinese figure But it looks like it's slowing down As well as uh, in uh, South Korea and Japan The death rate and the infection rate are coming down So it looks like mm, uh, Europe and America probably suffered uh, the forest for next I mean, we all started by a couple of weeks ago. So I say within uh, three months it should die down pretty well. Um, as China now basically, um, it uh, I think started to do some stimulant on the on the um, financial market and uh, um, it's lower some of the interest rate and put more money into the market. And I think that the next bright spark could be could well be if you can trade it the Chinese market. And uh, so we just have to wait and see what will happen. And um, the the main reason for, for me, I mean, doing this podcast and more, especially this weekly uh, Sunday podcast, is basically just show how trend following can work in um in in uh in action, so to speak. <coughs> now, remember, if you look at um the podcast, it's only a weekly update. So you guys who may have been following it, it's more like you can use it as like weekly signals. And even using a weekly signal, you can still make quite a bit of money out of it. That, you know, The the trend is, is moving down at the moment and um, I'm sure some of you probably make some money uh, myself, others might not get hurt. Um, but that I basically use this podcast to show you how using trend forwarding you can safeguard your, your own um, a trading account. Even if you trade your pension and stuff, you can help yourself rather than wait for the professional to help you. I mean, this is why I hate about this name about professional. Professional in my view is, let's say I uh, tile a wall in the bathroom. I expect the tile to be done really nicely by professional. I mean, if by me, an amateur, I haven't done much of those things before. Only just we watching some YouTube channels and YouTube videos, and I would, you know, I can try, I wish I did, and it looks very odd. The you know, shape is very bad and you know doesn't smooth and kind of stuff but if i do pay a professional to do it it probably costs me a lot more money yeah it does which it does but i expect it to last and look nice and everything else which is what you would expect but in the financial market you pay the so-called professional um you expect them to make your money but uh, not at least when they are not making, they see some pothole, they will at least stand aside and say, okay, get you guys out of the market and just wait there until the better time. So you might not make as much or not at all when the market is down, um, but you don't expect the so-called um, professionals you basically lose your money um i i understand they have rules i mean the, the pension rules and financial rules to say you have to be uh, so much money you have to be in the stock market but that is more to me is buy and hold and you know, regulation force pension funds to stay in the market in a down market it's not fun at all so i i sort of like i, I prefer well, i learn from my own mistake that you know i take the financial uh, well-being of my training account or, or my pension uh, with my own hands than uh, relying on third-party uh, people who uh, one way or another they may be professional but they also have certain rules that lock them in that they cannot do much but one thing I definitely uh, don't want to do is people lose me money they want to charge me money and, um, and I don't have even the privilege of losing my own money at least I can learn something. I don't even know what all these professional did to lose me so much money just because the market gone down and this competitor gone down. So uh I use trend forwarding, I well, because that's something that speaks to me most and effectively what I want to do is, you know, take more control of my of my own financial account and uh I find trend forwarding really fits me fit me well and this is I mean the podcast just what I found uh, out out there, YouTube as well as podcast, whatever they they talk about you know not in using Forex but not many people doing long term trend following showing you week by week maybe day by day but if they uh, uh, have the time to do that maybe at least week by week to show you what they have done how they do it and what type of uh, problems they face and how they uh, can make make the work for them. And um, this is why I, I start this podcast just to do this exactly the same thing because I found uh, there's a lacking of that information. I wish this already, somebody already done this before, so I don't have to do this podcast. And um, um, I just hope you guys will find it useful. But the one thing I found um, this time, just like what I said last part, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, it's really the best time to learn. if you're all panicking, a lot of people may have lost a lot of money. But I would suggest you to ask this question. How can I stop my account get decimated next time when the bear market happens? What can I learn from this fear of emotion, you know, trading, you know, fear of um, the coronavirus? It could be something else next time. I don't know. It could be oil price war. This is what we're having. Or some other funny things that's happened. But every time when we have a bear market, it's always the financial markets and you know, gone wild. You know, there's too much money in the in the system, and then somehow that money gravy train stops. And then when it stops or even pause, everybody gets hurt. And uh, from from this bear market, we can basically see quite, quite a number of things. I already said in a couple of podcasts ago, but mainly it's just emotion. Human emotion goes, you know, both ways, greed as far well as fear. And because of this, you know it can go quite extreme, make the stock market price go extremes. And if you have a system to actually uh, benefit from it, you can make money. And you also see that <coughs> it took, what, 11 years, I said earlier, to make 23,000 from um, March 2009, when Dow Jones was 6,500-ish, and to early February 2020, uh, when the Dow Jones was about 29,500. Twenty-three thousand for ten, eleven years, okay. But in the last, you know, even a month yet, three weeks, we lost thirty percent of it, About seven thousand or something, or nine thousand. Uh, gone basically gone from yeah twenty-nine thousand five hundred down to twenty thousand five hundred ish. You know, on Thursday evening, Friday morning, so lost a like nine thousand in space of three weeks. And um, what what I'm trying to say is, when the bull makes this case going up is basically really is walking upstairs but when the bear market happens you know bears basically just jump out the window and we it, it really is fast really quick and uh if you don't uh blink you know you probably missed it the other thing is when the market the price moves so fast so quickly i mean there's people out there who only trade like a buy and holder even using trend following systems only on the on the positive side when there's a trend going up they don't trade when the trend going down i to to me i feel it's very you know, it's, it's not good to not trade in the short side you can see the the bear market when the 30 percent down in down jones in space of three weeks you can make some money very quickly providing you know what you're doing i'm not suggesting that everybody should do short selling but i think at least everybody should start and investigate and learn can they actually do even do in a, in a small way doing options and stuff because you can definitely benefit from you know market going down why you know why why have watch your account decimated on the sideline and you have not, nothing in your toolbox to actually benefit from or at least to stop the bleeding so you can make some money at least in your in your um, pension funds gone down quite a bit. If your trading account can make some money, at least you know, overall you're, you're not that bad, worse off because of the bear market. And um, and basically all this, um, the next things that you can see is this big large move up and down. You know, last time, I already talked about it before, you know, back in 2008, the last move is in the 800-ish, you know, less than a thousand. But now because the financial bubble is much bigger, we're seeing, not thousand, but two thousand, couple of thousand up and down. It's really, really scary. And also the the intervention from the feds. We're not talking about billions anymore. You know, in the old days, when uh, eighty seven, those kind of people, uh, those kind of time, people were thinking and you know, talking about um, the financial inter- uh, intervention from the from the uh, uh, government. U.S. government is in the. 500 million, or half a billion kind of thing. So it's quite a lot. And then slowly you have billions in the, in the last you know, um, 2008 when the financial downturn. And um, and now you talk about trillions. So the bubble just going getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, basically it's quite scary. And all these up and down moves is basically is, is a way the market is telling you it is trying to find uh, its own um, direction, so to speak. So up and down, up and down, and up and down, it doesn't know where to go. And uh, we just basically see who has a better hand, either the uh, the bear has a better hand or the bulls had a better hand. And if you have a way to benefit from it, then uh, uh, I think that that's the key. And, and, and also, um, I'm not sure, have you noticed last couple of weeks or so when the market coming down, Okay, this ferocity of the market coming down looks very quickly, but there's always some something in the in the chart that tells you or in the price that tells you something is not quite right and um if you look at some of the not just the indexes you know like maybe uh look at like Burberry you know we've seen um already heard that the Chinese market is you know crumbling because of coronavirus people are not buying. Um, well, not coming out to buy things. And if you look at the Burberry chart, I mean, even be, uh, in I think back in December, and January, the price already come down, even before the Chinese, you know, uh, lockdown. And you basically see the price come down and down. And if you have actually followed the price action and use a trend following system to to go short, uh, as the system said, you have learned uh, earn a lot of money. You don't have to wait. Um, to you know, only get in from you know, uh, middle of February when the market suddenly you know the about turn because the coronavirus went to Italy. You don't have to do that. The market already shows you show his hand that Burberry is not doing right thing, and um, if you follow your system, you have definitely make a lot of money. So one thing I definitely bear in mind is when both bull and bear market happens. This uh, the market always shows its hand. The, sh- the price changes, and you have a system to capitalize that. It'd be great. So I hope you learned something from it. But from my point of view, um, all this learning came with with a price, if a lot, a big price, by you know blowing up my account, you know, uh, hurting me emotionally as well as financially, and uh, it took me a long time to learn all this. And I hope you basically can take this away in your. Uh, from the podcast and learn from it and use this experience. I know it's painful, but it's through pain that human being grows and it's no different from any other skills. Um, trading is a skill and you learn a lot more in your failures when the market's doing all this dumb thing. And especially also it tells you who you are, You know what you can tolerate and you cannot tolerate. Remember this, the, when you're making money, don't just think of the money that, you know, the shiny things you can buy. Just think of the market can do about turn and then hurt you unexpectedly. You have to always ask yourself. And I always like this quote. Right? I remember where it came from. If you look after you, the downside, you know, could the upside, look after yourself. Okay. I think Jesse Livermore said that before. Some other people, Trader also said that before. And it's quite true. If you are learn to be a bottom line kind of guy, if things don't work out at least you know where you are you don't get to, uh, if you know at least your downside is your risk tolerance and what you can take emotionally as well as, you know financially then then you're much more you're much more relaxed you can trade the market better and because you relax like Mark does in his books you're much more e- easier likely to follow your system which you spend a lot of money and time to uh, to put it together so I think that that is a very useful thing to learn. I mean, if you are more relaxed, you definitely can do things better. That's just my view. I'm um, looking forward basically next anyway, second half of the year. Go to scare me. I mean, initially I just thought it's just China having problem with you know lockdown and stuff. But if the same pattern going around the world as well, um, I think we've got to have you know, I mean not just a travel decimated now to all get decimated. Not just because. Um, crude oil because um, not many people are traveling so the crude oil demand come down but also now we have a price war between Saudi Arabia and uh Russia and US shale gas market is indirectly getting hit. I think at the end of the day this um maybe a conspiracy theory here. I think Saudi Arabia just gotta be fed up um feeling I mean America is keeping on pumping in more oil when the rest of the world heading by the OPEC and Saudi cutting oil prices try trying to keep it up and US is keep taking the market share. just gotta be fair. I mean, just say, okay, let's have a price war, see who who blink first. And um it didn't come could could have come in even worse time when we just have a start of corona coronavirus coming to Europe, slowing economy, uh trade spot between Ch- America and China and America with the rest of the world so to speak. And now Saudi just basically punch American in the, in the stomach. Uh, it's quite, quite a body blow to America's shale gas industry. And because the bond market is in an all-time high and um, also the is coming in, I don't think some of the bonds that um, this um, energy sector have put up uh, can actually be repaid, You know, or not just interest, actually the principal sum. And the banks will have to lump it and take it, and I think that's one of the reasons why the, um, the Feds comes in, try to help, try to put liquidity in, because nobody's gonna um, uh, provide that liquidity. Okay, e- even if the banks is uh, helpful, which I think they will be, because, I mean, if you have read the news between the line, um, back in 2018, as well as so the last couple of weeks ago, um, Donald Trump invited the six biggest US bank for talks. Last time when they have a talk back in 2018, uh, that was like October, November time, I think about November time, December, and then you have the December rally from 2018, which was really tanking and then suddenly, you know, move up in end of December after Christmas, continuing from um, up to March and April time, which was quite amazing. And now we have similar things happening. Um, I'm not sure will the market recover. Just as like back in twenty eighteen, December twenty eighteen. But definitely the banks probably probably been told by Donald Trump to, you know, um how the small guys don't call in your loans, you know. Uh, you um have a worse balance sheet, the Fed's gonna help you through the repo market and the market intervention out of pumping more money into financial market. That looked like that's what seems to be the case. So, um we just had to wait and see. In the bond market definitely something that uh the biggest bubble. It's not even the stock market; it's the bond market, and that um, the effect of it is gonna, you know, m- ripple around the world because U.S. bond market is one of the biggest around the world. Um, you know, not just the U.S. company put put uh, bonds up, you know, to sell bonds in the U.S. bond market, but people around the world as well. So we just have to wait and see. And uh, the other thing is, obviously, the the g- gold price have gone down. Um, on Friday or last week or so, you know, it reached, I think on Monday because of this oil price scares, it gone up to 1700. But on Friday, uh, it just gone down to like 1520 area, maybe a bit lower. So it's gone down more or less like $200 within the space of a week. Now, as far as I'm concerned, it's all this is because of false uh, liquidation by, you know, the market going down and a lot of company have better far more or less, or hedge funds, uh, for the price of the stock market move up, uh, they're getting margin calls and they have to cut all the, um, the profitable, um, trades to cover their assets, and of course, gold has been, you know, slowly, it's making money, not spectacularly, but since there's part of money in there, uh, gold get cut as well, so I think that's one of the reason why gold moved down so fast, um. That's just my opinion. We'll see how it goes. But my, my feeling is um, in a state of volatility, even gold market gone down, it won't be going down as much. Uh, I think I did some research and um, read some books about it already as well. Um, <clears throat> 20, uh, 2008, when um, the gold price went down, the pound as well as the uh, stock market, it recovered much quicker and it didn't go down as much as the stock market. and And of course, the gold gone up a lot more and, back in 2010 2011 so i'm of expecting something's happening similar to to that effect um this year and next year round and um this time i don't think uh, 1900 will be the ceiling will be much more because the financial bubble is so much worse so i'm looking at something starting with a two so it's two thousand plus something but that's just my view who do i know what do i know i don't know one thing i know is i don't know anything All I know is the price move up, the price move down, and I just stick my system to it. If the system said, here's a sell signal, I go in, or here's a buy signal, I go in. And I try not to be smart, because I found doing trading over time, you try to be smart, try to be A student, try to be the guy who knows all. As we see from the recent bear market, something happens and knock your sixes. Give you a curveball, even though you know everything, you're the best fundamentalist. Somebody's have a argument halfway around the world and cut oil prices and just knock your sixes, <laughs> knock your share price going down the pants. Or there's just some virus going around in the world and just suddenly spread. Initially, nobody's thinking about coronavirus. It's Asian thing, you know. I don't look at it. It's fine. It's stay in Asia. But now, once it touches Italy, everybody, you know, panic and American panic the most. And now it's America now. It's in America now, and um, I see how, see how it goes. And, um, but I hope, I truly hope, um, not many people get hurt this time, um, not just financially, but health-wise, and I hope them uh, recover quickly, uh, especially America is a big country. Uh, China recover so quickly, but they use a lot of uh, force, so to speak, you know, force, you know, staying home, force lockdown. Um, I'm not quite sure how that will work in America and in the the Western world but we'll just wait and see, but if China can do it, I'm sure America can do that too and I hope everything uh, come out okay Uh, without further ado, next is the update of my uh, trading sample portfolio okay, first of the bat um, is Apple Um, short term is now changed to sell Um, medium and long term still neutral Amazon um, is a sell, uh, short term and medium term is neutral. Long term is also changed to a sell uh, this week. Um, quit, um, no, Australian dollar against U.S. dollar, short term is changed from a buy to sell this week. Now um, medium and long term are both sell as well. Brent crude and crude oil, uh, WTI, both are basically sells across the board. So both Brent crude and WTI are crude oil. Ah, uh, sell short term, sell medium term, and sell long term. Uh, no surprises that after, especially this Monday, um, big hiccup from Saudi Arabia. But I say before the market always shows its hand before because of coronavirus, and then this just suddenly sell accelerate you know the the downward pressure to sell both crude oil and Brent crude. Next is um, DAX similar um, three weeks ago basically more or less again is uh, showing his hands and sell across the board medium term is uh, medium term long term short term of all sell down Jones similar things um, with even this up and down division of you know price up thousand pounds, down thousand pond, um across the board still sell just like that so short term is a sell medium term is a sell long term is a sell um, C 100 um is similar to down jones and it's gone down a lot um um basically all sale across the world. if you look at footsie chart um the sale the the drop i think from a uk standpoint is is much worse of um um than down jones i mean footsie if you look at the chart overall it's more or less uh, quite a lot of sideways hardly do any trend and now this time this trend happens and uh it took a big chunk uh, out of uh, FTSE. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder we have an uh, emergency cut here uh, following the the um, American lead, so to speak. So for FUSE, short term, medium, and long term is a sell. Gold, uh, short term is a sell, medium term is a buy, long term is neutral at the moment. Um, we'll just have to see how it goes, especially last Friday. Uh, gold gone down depends, you know, like I said before last week. It gone up to 17, almost, uh, I think it's just above to 1700 as well, 1703 or something. And then it gone back down to um, 15, 19, 15, 20 on last Friday. So uh, like more or less like a 200 pounds move. So we just have to wait and see what happens next. Um, Hang Seng, um short term is a sell, medium term is a sell, uh, long term is also a sell. NASDAQ, um, that's a funny thing though. It did sudden we rebound on Friday, almost 2,000 point up, both Nasdaq and uh, S&P 500. Um, and short term wise is a buy, so we just wait and see what happened um, on um, on Monday. Then um, medium term for NECK is neutral, long term is a sell. K, um is sell across the board, just like uh, um, down Jones and Dax. So short term, medium term, long term or sell. Silver, uh, this is a funny one, hardly do much, and then now it's suddenly Uh much more, much worse than uh, gold. And so short term is a sale, medium term is a sale, long term is a sale. It's not sort of surprising, you know, people say, can buy gold and silver. Silver is more of an industrial use um, um, metal. And when the general market is going down, um, silver, as we say, take a big biggest hit. So unlike all this gold uh, metal or other precious metal, um, silver seems to be you know, taking the hardest hit. So across the board, short-term, medium-term, and long-term is a sell. USD yeah, again, the Chinese one, uh, no surprise here. Short-term is a buy, uh, medium-term is neutral, long-term is a buy. Basically, um, the Chinese one is, um, is weakening, so it's going up. Uh, basically, you need more U.S. one to buy U.S. dollar, even though U.S. dollar or U- U.S. interest rate cut down quite a lot. But there's a lot more room even for the Chinese government. They haven't done much yet. The f- surprising things, though, so far. You have thought um, China being the epicenter in Asia, it would cut very quickly. But it hasn't. It's just taking its time to try to deal with um, the health issue more than the financial issue first so it's a bit different from what Americans doing um uh, so we just have to wait and see um so i'm sure i mean with the economy very slow only start slowly coming back to work and they got as much as you know bond issue bad loan issue just like the rest of the world just like america i'm sure their suit by cutting these interest were in pumping more money in They was talk about it on Friday after market close in Asia, uh, we'll just see what happens on Monday morning then. Uh, next is USD against Japanese Yen. Um, short term is a buy, short, uh, medium and long term is a sell. I mean, this is what I'm saying about um, the carry trade, you know, that's been, you know, uh, put upon us last couple of weeks, it's more or less stalled and um, even with, um, yeah, especially Monday. If you see the, the USD against Japanese Yen, the scare, of the quote oil cut price. It uh, dropped uh, um, USD against Japanese yen to I think 101.50, but uh, and then it slowly recovered. So during the week basically recovered quite a bit. it gone up as much as 108. And uh, so that's why the short term is a buy, but then medium and long term is still, um, still short, uh, still sell at the moment. Next is British pounds against Japanese yen, uh, sell across the board same as jewish pound against u s d sell across the board um u s um pound against u s d you've probably seen it yeah, if you're tracking it it's gone down to as low as one two two so one dollar um yeah one uh, against the u s dollar is one two two so it's quite quite low here for historic standard i think last time we went there's like when there was a Brexit, um, um what do you call yeah Theresa may handing handing the um, Prime Minister wrote to uh, Boris Johnson I think that was one two two then very low and I mean the, of course this uh interest mean uh, this uh, forex pair have gone up to one three five before after the um, the recent you know election. Uh, when the uh, conservative, you know, took a uh, majority of 80 seats, 82 seats. But then it seems to have come down now because of the coronavirus and also because of the emergency rate cut, we just had to wait and see. But historically, in you know, British pound against U.S. debt, this juncture mo- uh, is very, very low. And uh, in out of Asia, a lot of Chinese is actually buying it because um, just like um, uh, America, Chinese um, in both a, uh, China as well as in Hong Kong, sent a lot of his uh, children to U.S. as well as uh, into um, U.K. to study. So with the price of your um, British pound so low against the Hong Kong dollars, Chinese dollar as well, um, um, there's just basically increasing. Uh, That's why the chattering I heard in Asia, in Hong Kong, a lot more people buying British pound over there next is uh, bitcoin um like i said last week uh, short term is a sale medium term is neutral right now even long term is a sale so this one this this is a funny argument people keep on saying bitcoin is a star value and i uh, will just do as well and even better than gold but look at what happened to go go get decimated it came down 200 pounds, 200 and so but it did make a new high for this year anyway you know 1700 but look at bitcoin it gone down the pants uh, it's, uh it did a rebound on thursday or Friday evening, even Friday morning but on thursday we, i think it went down to like four thousand five hundred marks and then um it did about turn about thousand pawn or something back up to five thousand ish at the moment but um the argument that bitcoin um basically it's going to be paid currency and it's a store for you i think that argument is out of out of basically shot short to pieces you know it, it going down the pan just like everything else and um um at the moment as far as i'm concerned because it's sell for me uh ltl which i introduced about three weeks ago just keep an eye out for the bond market the ltl uh, etf basically tracked uh, tw- 20 years plus um, um, U.S. Treasury, uh, iShare, um, is sell now short term, but long term, medium term still buy. But you see what I said uh, earlier in my podcast, the uh, lack of liquidity in the bond market it shows up. I mean, with the remember last time, uh, two weeks ago, when the stock market's gone wild with fear, and the bond market gone up, and gone to as low as the, the yield was 0.33%. I think that happens on Monday. Then now suddenly, it seems to go in reverse. Basically, people think you know, below zero point five percent is way too, too low to yield. Mm-hmm. They want to get out the uh, the yield, the the bond but U.S. bond is you know very high in prices. They want to get out, get the money, but then nobody's on the other end to, to catch it. And so now this time um, the Feds comes in to put money in the bond market, just help these people getting out. So a lot of people getting out, nobody really buying and it shows up in the LTL uh, curves as well as uh, uh, the pr- share price. So short term at the moment it's a sell. medium and long term still waiting and still on buy. So we just have to wait and see. So um if if you have been listening to my podcast, the weekly update for past three weeks you see the market basically gone you know all sorts of different places and suddenly um end of february early march it's just all gone down the pounds everything we first sell 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 so <clears throat> it basically this this like slowing down now and uh like i said before the down jones have more or less down 30 percent now so i was expect some sort of rebound but what what do i know um it probably slowly comes in and uh quick probably next couple of weeks you see a lot more buying um signals coming up from from my uh, trend from my trend following system but now basically you you, you can see you know, sit back and look at it i'm looking at the you know all, all my my tracking so far on uh, on this this uh, for this podcast um but it's a big sea of sale um back in early march and now slowing down and uh, we we'll see how it goes but trend following definitely is working for me it um, basically did about 10, three weeks ago, and just continue to sell. Uh, most of my position, well, I think all of them now, uh, has been in profit. Some year I got hurt uh, before, but like I said before, um, so long as I follow my system, I'll make my money back and cover my losses, and that's exactly what's happening. Who knows what's happened next? It's not even the first quarter of 2020. I haven't even finished yet, and saw so all these things happening. And um if this continue, we'll have a very, I don't know if the word exciting is the right word, but it's a very difficult, I would say, difficult year, you know, price dropping down. Um In a way, I don't really like to make money when the market is going down, but since I'm a trend follower, I learn to use both hands. So I would make money when the market go up. I learn to make money when market go down. Psychologically, I don't like it. I don't like seeing people losing, especially my friends you know, and uh, close ones who are losing money in the stock market. But I basically say, hey, there is a trend following here that can help you to benefit and make some money in the downtrend in the stock market. You know, trend following is the key for me. Uh, I think it will be useful for people to learn a bit more about trend following and at least they got this tool in the toolbox to do something about it at least it's an option that's just my view and I hope this podcast and uh, all of my podcasts sort of uh, showcase and I can benefit you and tell you how you can do trend following and take um, you know take a leaf out of trend following help you to to make money uh, anyway here's the end of my podcast and I hope you like it and uh, I'll speak to you next week bye for now